Hey guys, I'm Rob. And I'm Ashton. And this is the We Held It Together podcast. A podcast on faith, marriage, and mental health. And a bunch of random stuff. We hope you enjoy. Hey guys, how's it going today? Hello, welcome back. <laughs> I had something in my throat. <laughs> Don't want people to think that I've got the Rona. Um, <clears throat> Too soon. Sorry, Too I'm soon. sorry, I'm sorry. Um... Well, it's Thursday night, the night before we're supposed to be releasing this. Yeah, we procrastinate, y'all. It's bad. We did procrastinate this week. We usually have been pretty on top of things. And this week, we... Robert started a new job three weeks ago. Woo! Yeah, it's just been busy. Yeah, it's been been a busy time for us. Mm -hmm. But we want to continue to keep you guys up to date, which is why we've had a few guests on that's been a little easier um, so we, we just kind of wanted to, yeah, we need to finish our story. We keep trying to finish our story and we just keep <laughs> not finishing our story, but here we come. Um, also, yeah, if anybody wants to be a guest on the podcast, I feel like I wanted to throw in that caveat because we have a few guests lined up that we're really super pumped about, but I also just wanted to tell people that if you if you have something to share and you have a story that you feel like is worth telling, we're here to tell it. <laughs> we have a semi-platform. A semi, so. semi-platform, but I think we're getting followers. We're building that platform and we've had amazing people reach out that we don't know and have encouraged us through this even in the past week. And this sweet, sweet girl, woman, I don't know her, but she reached out and said, I'm sure you get hundreds of these comments a day. And like that made my life that people even thought that I was worthy of a hundred comments a day. It's thousands. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, you're the first, but thank you so much. (laughs) Um, so yeah, we, we want to say thank you to, to all of you, but also if you wanted to share your story, then we're here to listen and here to be uh, an advocate for just the community. Um, we've, we've had a few people. We've had more than one. Oh, I meant in that day. Oh, that day. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, she said a hundred people that like every day. Oh yeah. And okay. I was like, no. I was like, no. The, we've had a, we've had a we've good totally. We've amount. had a good amount of people reach out, but it's not hundreds a day. It was just a really sweet, sweet thought that like that many people would be reaching out to us. But <clears throat> anyways. Um, yeah, so the dogs have rawhides, so they shouldn't be in the background. Our phones are on silent. Yeah, we're learning, folks. We are learning. But here we go, um, because we kind of realized that there were a few important things with the UNC emergency department before you parted that we wanted to throw in there that we did not mention. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, like, we talked about this? I, I remember... One of them, which was um, the the hair. Yeah. <laughs> the well, hair. <laughs> there was this whole situation where there was a um, another younger guy. Well, I guess he was like 28 or 29 from what we understood. The nurse did mention that they're very familiar with him because I believe his mom um, just drops him off if she's feeling overwhelmed by him, which is horribly sad that there's not more help for that situation. But he was dropped off that night that we were there with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember, you know, coming up, 
need to use the restroom. Yeah. It pointed me in the direction and I go in there and it looks like just a thousand mustaches all over the place. It was pretty disgusting. I mean, just absolutely I disgusting. I walked in and walked Hair right back everywhere. out. And, um, yeah, come to find out, you know, he's got this really nasty haircut. And so everyone knew it was him. And then... He also had shaved his body in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. They didn't really know what was going on in the bathroom, but they checked on him and he had been shaving his entire body from and, like head to toe. And then the bed bugs. Yeah. So then. Or lice. It was no, bed bugs. Bed bugs. So yeah. then they came around and we found out that he had brought in bed bugs into the emergency department and that they had to bomb his like little room with the curtain and stuff. And then they came around and checked every other person who was. Yeah. Showered. Stay. New clothes. Checked us. All yeah. that. So that was definitely something that was kind of a little, we were both a little grossed out by, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, he was also someone who was definitely mentally ill and I don't really know a whole lot about his story. Obviously we did have to talk to the, the nurse's station about him because he continually entered into Robert's room to talk to me and, you know, wanted to add me on Facebook and, (laughs) Um, just would you, you follow did, me around. You just don't know what to do in that situation. You don't. Because and it's like, you know, you're not dealing with just like a normal person. Um, you know, there's definitely an issue there. And he's like, just coming right up into our room and being like, are, are you on Facebook? And it's like, I'm just sitting right there. like <laughs> He's like, just not picking up the social cues. Yeah. Or know? that, you know, it was inappropriate for him to be walking into your room, period. Right. During this time. So, unfortunately, we did have to talk to the nurse's staff about him. And, you know, they did tell him that he is not to come back around us um, at all. And it, it happened. Like, we had grace for it for a while. And granted, this was a really hard day for both of us. Because, you know, Robert had just gotten out. We're admitting him right back in. And then it's like, this guy is like following me around and just continually entering into the room. We're trying to have, you know, private conversation. Um, And so it was just one of those things where like after seven or eight times, you know, we needed to talk to somebody about it. So we did tell the nursing staff, but um, we did feel like that was an important part of what we experienced at the emergency department. We had a great experience at UNC's emergency department. Great staff. And, um, you know, I want to thank Lauren Jones for coming on to our last episode to talk about her experience as a healthcare worker at UNC's, um, you know, residential stay facility. So it was cool to talk to somebody as a worker as opposed to the patient or the caregiver. Um, So that was a really cool episode. If you haven't listened to it, then go back and listen to our last episode. And Lauren Jones is on um, just talking about her time as an occupational therapist at UNC's residential stay. Um, So yeah, we, I guess moving on, we did, did talk about, you know, Robert getting put in full shackles and that's kind of where we left the story. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the part where the psychiatrist told us or told me, you know, you're going to be on, um, the turned in involuntary during the transition to the new hospital. And then I can immediately turn back to voluntary. Yeah. So that was our expectation. Right. And so I guess, 
I don't know how much we covered, but that morning I was moved to a waiting room, um, very small padded room. Um, then the two sheriff officers came in, uh, shackled me up and, you know, escorted me. This is wrist shackles around the waist to your ankles. Yeah. Yeah. The full thing. And, and there was one other guy there. Um, and so we both, you know, were escorted down just right through the hospital, right through the waiting room for the ER. Um, so there was definitely a bit of shame there. Yeah. You know, I tried to make light of it and, um, but there was, you know, a lot of eyes and looks and all that. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, you know, you don't know if you're an ex con or if you're a convict that's like, you know, getting hospitalized and then getting taken to prison. Like nobody knew the con, yeah. the context of what was happening. Um, at that point, Robert had called me right before he left to let me know that he was getting ready to get moved. So I left the house, our rental house, and headed towards where he was being put up, which was Holly Hill Hospital, um, which is behind Wake Med um, mm-hmm. in Raleigh, in downtown Raleigh. So. Not the greatest area of town, but also then, you know, you add on like a psychiatric hospital and there are two branches of that hospital. Um, One of them is pretty intense. I, you know, I walked in thinking that was where he was going to go. And then I was directed to the young adult facility, which is a newer facility and a lot nicer facility. Mm -hmm. And that's where I waited for him. Yeah. And that was something that, um, you know, (laughs) just a God moment where we stop both of us get out to this um older facility mm-hmm. and they turned me around and um said I need to go down to the young adult section and walking out the sheriff was like you're really lucky um it's pretty rough in there yeah and that's all he said and so and he was right I mean it was a, a newer place um a lot less threatening and <laughs> everything like that. Um, but yeah, I remember, you know, we just got back in the van, drove another eighth of a mile down to the, the other building and you were there in the waiting room, <laughs> saw me shackled, walking in. Couldn't stop crying. Penguin, penguin walking. <laughs> Robert's laughing, trying to make light of it. You know, I've always wanted to ride in a sheriff's van. I'm pretty sure I was trying to signal you to get a photo of like two sheriffs Walking me with chains. Yeah, he, he wanted the picture. I did not. So no memory <laughs> that I didn't want to keep. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, we checked him in and we had an initial meeting with a psychiatrist as kind of like an intake meeting. So we were both in that meeting. Um, and at that point, we did ask for you to become voluntary again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was basically like, oh, no, <laughs> you, you have to wait till you see the doctor. And I was like, well, when will that happen? He's like, well, within 24 hours. And I was like, man, okay, you know, like, what else am I going to do? I'm involuntary. I'm a ward of the state. And so really there was no decision but to wait. So that's what we did. Um, Got upstairs, you know, said goodbye to Ashton. Which Um, was another hard goodbye. I felt like I had just gotten you back. And then, you know, it's just another goodbye of yeah. right back into a locked facility, visitation hours. And, and you know, we've 
we've kind of been listening to this podcast, Ear Hustle, and they talk about visitations and how they're like really timed and short. And I, I think about that because I feel like I felt like you were in prison because our, you know, I could come for an hour. So it was from seven to eight every day if you wanted me there. Yeah. And some days Robert didn't want me there. Um, some days were ba- bad days and some days you asked me not to come. Yeah. Um, and I had to respect that. So, you know, I would come and I, I would sit in a room with a bunch of other people at a table and we would talk yeah, for an cafeteria. hour. Cafeteria. Yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, kind of my perspective. But otherwise, I was going to work every day. Um, I was writing Robert letters about what would happen that day with me. You know, one day the dogs got out and ran away. So I, you know, I wrote him a letter to tell him about it and I'd bring him to the visitation so he could have something to read. Um, but on the inside, you were experiencing something totally different. Yeah, they were long days. Um, in terms of the actual facility was very nice, but the quality of the program was pretty sad. Um, there was about two, two classes a day, um, led by, um, I forget their title, but, um, they're not nurses or anything, but no, it was like a social services person kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they would lead us in a, you know, 20 to 30 minute discussion um, it almost seemed like a check the box type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if anybody did have questions, they weren't really addressed <laughs> and it was never personalized where you would, you'd think group therapy would go kind of just open floor. People fill that space with their own stories, experiences, the group talks on it. Mm. It was very much them just kind of talking through um, a sheet of (laughs) points and then it was done. Right. And um, I remember getting frustrated. Um, Every morning started with an optional like goal setting and um, you hear the dog drinking. And you know, I I went to everything because I tried to get as much as I could. I was trying to find help mm-hmm. and um then at the end of the day they'd be like well how, how did you meet your goal how was your day and it was like how am I supposed to meet my goal like this place does nothing for you you just sit yeah. here in a small area and you, you do puzzles and you color <laughs> yeah and you go stir crazy and I mean I thought the VA was bad you know, space-wise, but this was even smaller. And I think you weren't getting the doctor treatment that you cared for. The doctor that you were meeting with, you know, obviously was not letting you go back to voluntary. Um, Yeah, and that's a whole other thing, too. I mean... You were there for 10 days, I believe, so it was like a week and a half almost. Yeah, and it was, I don't know, two days before I actually saw the doctor. So that was really frustrating. Um, and then when I do see him, um, you know, everyone's warning me, Hey, Hey, this guy, he's Dr. Lithium. All right. He's gonna, he's gonna put you on lithium. And I'm like, what the heck is lithium? That's Oh yeah. I was researching it. I was like, like, Robert called me freaking out. But, oh gosh. But, but of course the, the thing about it is, is, um, 
you know, it took you two days to meet him. You're on previous medication that had been, you'd been put on at the VA hospital. Mm-hmm. And then not to mention, you know, we didn't know what you were diagnosed with at that point still. It was either like severe depression with PTSD, I think is what the VA had decided on. Mm-hmm. So they decided on severe depression. Was that right? Severe depression with PTSD. Mm-hmm. So that's where we were at. Um, and I, re- I remember, I just told you this the other day, and I don't know if we had ever talked about this, but your mom and I had gone to dinner um, one night together and we had dropped you off with a friend just so you could have some time away from us. <laughs> and I remember sitting at Panera with your mom. It was late. I think we were like the last ones in Panera. And she said, I think Robert has bipolar disorder. And she said, I think he might have bipolar type two. I'm not really sure, but you know, we should look it up. And I just remember being like, no, no, he cannot have that. That is not at all what he has. And, you know, she said, I think you maybe don't know what bipolar disorder is. Maybe, and I, you know, I'm thinking what people say joking around, like you're acting bipolar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like you're going from happy to sad, happy to sad, like you you just flip at a switch. And um, we looked it up and it kind of hit. And I was like, dang, he, he might. He might have bipolar disorder, but we're not sure. Yeah. And um, so that was like three weeks prior to this. And you you did get diagnosed with bipolar type 2 at Holly Hill. That's so right. that was the good thing. <laughs> that was the good thing. Um, definitely. And um, yeah, he, you know, I finally sat down with him and he had a social worker with him. And, you know, he's just looking at my rap sheet and, um, you know, we start talking and I try to get on his good side. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the end of it, you know, I didn't want to like seem too eager, but mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the end of it, I was like, so I'm on involuntary and, you know, I kind of told him the whole thing. Hey, you know, they told me I could go voluntary when I got there, but then, you know, I was told you had to allow that so I'm just wondering if that can be a possibility or if that can happen mm-hmm. I, I didn't say it that loosely and he was like oh absolutely not I don't even know you and I was like oh crap <laughs> and like that's when I started getting freaked out yeah when he completely took control of my medication regimen and I had no control yeah I had no if I said I wanted to get out of here get me out now nope and that was the thing I mean you called me at one point and you said I mean this was like day five or six and you said I want to leave this place it is horrible it's making me feel worse and at that point we had you set up to get into Hopeway right um and that was the only saving grace about getting you out they were letting you out the morning prior to you going into Hopeway. So we were going to, I was going to pick you up and I was going to drive you directly to Hopeway. And that was kind of the condition of the only way you're getting out of here is if you're going to another hospital. Oh yeah. And, and they have a, a lawyer that works at Holly Hill, which you have legal right to. And I remember I was like, I'm going to fight this. Like I'm not staying here for long. I was like, I got to get out of here because I, you know, I'm on, you know, if I re- refuse to take my medication, then I'm forced to take my medication, you know? Right. It, it well, would... and it also, if you showed any kind of frustration, 
Oh, yeah. Then it was like, we're taking note of this anger. Oh, yeah. You're, you're acting out? Okay. That Add another 72 hours on you, you know? And so, oh, my goodness. I mean, I just I hate to say it. And I'm not saying it can't help. This is my story. I'm not saying it can't help people. But for me, I just had to play the system. <laughs> I had to put on a good face take the meds, say I was doing great, feeling so much better, um, mm. sleeping so well, like a baby, and you know, oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know. and he, he did tell me that. I mean, he told me, you know, I have to, pre- I have to pretend like everything's great here. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember. And I had some moments where I broke down and luckily did. the phone, we have 10 minutes, but I could like hide behind the, the corner and I remember, you know, you told me my brother was like, do I need to come out there and break him out? Yeah, I mean, he was ready. And I was ready. I I drove over there. I left work and drove to you. And I I went up to the nurse's station. I said, I need to assign my husband out. And she said, you don't have a legal right anymore, ma'am. And that was like gut-wrenching here. I mean, I was on the phone with your mom. I think I was crying. I think your mom was calling you. We were all trying to figure out how to get you out of there. And the only option that we had was... I think this was also a Friday and the psychiatrist had left for the day and it was like, you know, obviously the weekend. So he wasn't going to be back. Yeah. And then he comes back and I kind of bring it up again, you know, kind of at the end of just, and not looking like I'm too desperate, you know, you got to act like, oh, you know, if you can, (laughs) you know, if you think of it and, you know, just shoots it down, shoots it down. I'm like, oh my goodness. And, um. We did break you out, though. (laughs) Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, we we committed to Hopeway. Yeah, we had a bed set up at Hopeway, and we worked with the social worker, and luckily, 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 praise the Lord, she I think understood my frustration, Mm -hmm. and she was like, "Look, I kind of, you know, told the doctor some things." And pulled he, some strings pulled for some you. strings and he he thinks you're gonna be going to Hopeway you know on this Friday when really I was set up to go on like a Monday or something like no so. it wasn't like that it was you were set up to go on Tuesday and oh and it was a month yeah it was like and, a day early yeah and I got you out a day early so you could spend the night with me that's right yeah um, and um and he was like he he had it googled how, how far it was away. So he would release me, you know, three hours before my check-in time. So Mm -hmm. I had to go directly there. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you know, maybe there is some truth We're making him sound. I was going to say, we're making him out to be the villain in this story. And I do think that in the grand scheme of things, he had your best interest in in hand. Because I do think that you weren't in the right place to make the right decisions for yourself. I don't think that was the best place for you to make those decisions. And I don't think that you were getting the proper care to help you get better. But I also think that he was concerned about your well-being, which is not a bad place to be. There just wasn't an opportunity of you getting better. Yeah. Um, well, here, and here's my concern. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. And <laughs> no, that is a concern not. by itself. No. <laughs> um, but he would say things like, you could just tell. And maybe, I don't know, I wouldn't say... I'm okay at reading people, but you could just tell that he was trying to make a name for himself with his colleagues. And his goal was 
fish oil and lithium. He put everybody on that combination. Which is proven to help people with bipolar disorder. Correct. However, it did not work for you. No. And it and we had to take you off of lithium. Not everyone there had bipolar. Yeah. That was bipolar. Right. So it just seemed like he was trying to like get this huge win and discover this amazing combination. Right. Not saying that those drugs don't work because they absolutely do. Yeah, and lithium is one of the biggest things for bipolar disorder from our, you know, research. Yeah. However, it just obviously didn't work for Robert, but um and like imagine taking just a ton of salt. <laughs> you you just got cotton mouth all the time, you're yeah. bloated. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best situation. Yeah. Um but we got you out and, you know, I, I drove you to, to Hopeway and it was, I think we had our appointment was at one o'clock that day mm-hmm. and we walked in and it, this facility is like out of a Hollywood movie. I mean, it just was gorgeous. You know, they did a tour with us. It's beautiful. He would have had his own room, his own bathroom, um, you know, the facility is locked, but to an extent, you could walk around outside if you wanted to. There were walking trails. There was a gym. Yeah, there's um, gardens. Greenhouses. And... I mean, it's, it was beautiful. It was yeah. amazingly awesome. Um, and the nursing staff there was phenomenal. All the staff there was great. Um, and we went, you know, we did all of the paperwork. We met with a psychiatrist and that went well. She was super awesome. And, you know, the cool thing about Hopeway is it's a 30-day, ideally a 30-day situation. Yeah. And they they change your medicine weekly to get you on the right concoction of medication. And the cool thing was is, you know, that was kind of played out for us the first day that we walked in. You also meet with an individual psychiatrist, um, sorry, excuse me, therapist once a week. So you have an individual therapy appointment at least once a week, if not more. And then you do group therapy all day long. So your days were slam-packed from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day. Um, And, you know, he was going to be allowed to have his phone. He was going to be allowed to have his computer. I could come visit him for three hours at a time and have meals with him. I mean, this was it was going to be huge. But Robert, we got there and we did all of this. We did all the intake stuff. And and the guy said to us, you know, I, you don't have to sign in today. And something in both of us, I think we were just craving for you to be home. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you don't, you don't have to sign in today. Like if you don't, if you're not ready, you don't have to sign in today. You you know, we'll have to wait for insurance overnight normally. So you can just spend the night, you know, we're uh, staying at my parents. You can spend the night with your parents and we'll call you tomorrow and let you know. And we were just like, well. And we never came back. (laughs) You know, we were just like, well, I mean, let's go. And so we got in the car and we both were just not ready. And that's okay. And that's what it was. We we were not ready. We were... I was at a place where I was on guard. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. And I was over it. And in my mind, I was like, I've tried what I am supposed to do. You, you've hospital. tried the hospitalizations. It's not working for me. And it's, and it's 
not working. And so Robert was kind of like, well, maybe I'll just create my own therapy sessions. Like I'll go to therapy three times a week and I'll go see my psychiatrist once a week and kind of do what Hopeway was supposed to do. I'll just do it myself. Yeah. And so you that's know, what we did. We did that for about three weeks. I went back to work. And that failed. Failed real quick. Um, Had a panic attack on a job site. And just walked off. Well, I mean, I had a panic attack and I pulled my buddy aside who was the foreman. And I just said, hey, I need a moment. Um, And he was like, yeah, take the time you need. And um, went to the car and I just couldn't shake it. And was like, "Uh, hey, man, I think I'm going to have to head home today. And he understood um, because, he, I mean, I had, had he, he was checking in on me and stuff yeah. and he knew kind of my situation. And, um, you know, that he said, that's fine, man. Take the time you need. And so I went home and we had that conversation of what, what does this look like? Like, what's next? And I remember... And that was about three weeks after this whole situation of getting you out of Hopeway. Yeah. You were home for about three weeks. And... Didn't we go to my therapist and have a group therapy? We did. And we talked to her about it. And she said, you know, the only other options here are Robert checking into a rehab facility or him going to Hopeway. And I contacted Hopeway that day. They did not have a bed for another three weeks. And I remember feeling like, gosh, what are we going to do for three weeks? Like we, you know, if he's having panic attacks at work, he can't, I mean, he can't go back to work. He's not even like able to be there because he's just having so many panic attacks. Was this when I went to that one rehab place? No. Or is this after? I don't know what you're talking about. You went to um, Texas. That's right. That's right. My memory is so bad, guys. I have to apologize. (laughs) Oh. I called, we called Katie, we called Robert's sister and we yeah. said, this is the situation. We can't get Robert into Hopeway for three weeks, but he can't be at home by himself. And you know, she's a stay at home mom. She has three awesome boys who Robert loves wholeheartedly. And I said, I know this is a big ask, but can we send Robert to you for three weeks? And Robert was game. I mean, it wasn't like I was sending him there against his will. Like he was like, yeah, this feels like the best option. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was definitely, you you know, you're fighting yourself. You're fighting yourself in that moment because it's like, why can't I just go back to work? Why can't I just do, I mean, like, I got to be sent to my, you know, sister's house in Texas and like. Yeah, I mean, I I was feeling like, you know, man, I miss my husband. Yeah. Um, But I think at the same time, and we, we talked about this, you know. I was so excited to have you back home because I, I missed you so much. And because I feel like I hadn't had you since the fire. So, I mean, it had been five months. Yeah. And I, I felt like I hadn't had you. And so it was again like, well, there he goes again, just slipping through my fingers and off off to another place. Um, and so we sent Robert to Texas. And I think it was a great decision it was hard days. You still had meetings with your therapist over Zoom and your psychiatrist over Zoom, but it removed you from the situations in North Carolina that you needed to be removed from at that time. Yeah. Yeah, the the addiction side of things was still an issue. 
And so the cravings were very strong. The cravings were so bad. So just, yeah, I had to get out and I had to be watched and, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you just got to realize that you're sick. You're not in a healthy place and you got to just continue to tell yourself that, you know, and work to get better. Yeah, so we, I mean, we set a bed date for Hopeway, and um, I think we can tell you guys about that next week and talk to you about just how Hopeway changed both of our lives, and I'm really excited to share that with you guys. I think if you're struggling right now, then look it up and um, reach out because they're filling up fast, and they are always booked like a few weeks out, and... And God... God will work miracles. Mm, if mm-hmm. it, if he, I mean, our insurance denied it initially and then come to find out there's this third party in this clause that, was able, that was able to cover it. And, I mean, there were people there, you know, reaching out, like churches covering for them. I mean, I would just, just pray because, um, you know, there is help there. Yeah. And... And I, I'm really excited to share that um, with you guys about just how Hopeway did change Robert and changed our lives um, for yeah. the better. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. I know it. Um, our story is long, and obviously it's taken like six episodes for us to, to get through it. But it's also, it is our story. And like I said, we want to share other people's stories, and that's why we're here is to just impact people and we've said from the beginning if we can change one person's life then gosh it's so worth it so yeah and I did see today that and we've already done that we have praise God so I Um, feel great amen (laughs) uh yes lord um I did see today this is kind of cool I don't know if um I think I sent this to you or maybe I reposted it but um, the suicide hotline has now become a nine digit or sorry, a three digit number. Yeah, 988. 988. So if yeah. you are needing, you know, to call the suicide hotline number, um, it's just 988, just like, you know, 911 is, um, a household number that we all know. 988 can now become a household number, which is so amazing. And we just wanted to share that, you know, if you need to call, then give 988 a call and talk to someone. It's yeah. just a listening ear. So, um, I mean, I've I've called them. Totally, you called the Vetterhead and Suicide Hotline. Yeah. I think you've called the Suicide Hotline. Yeah, I. Uh, man, when was it? I just remember being at work one time and um, just completely in a really bad place, and uh, a lot of suicide thoughts and stuff, and I just didn't know what to do. So on my lunch break, I just t- called them, <laughs> and you know, a woman picked up, and I was like. I, I just need to talk to somebody. Uh, is there a counselor or something? She's like, well, you can talk to me. And um, so I just let her have it, you know. Not in a bad way. That sounds like Not in a bad way, her. just in my depressed, dark thinking space. Like, what's the freaking point? Like, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, she, she definitely was searching for anything at that moment. That was good. That was good. Or something to hold on to. So it's like, okay, religion, my wife, family, like, you know, these pillars. And, um, 
yeah, it really helped me. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to share that with you guys, but we're excited to continue telling our story and telling other people's stories. So we hope to see you next week. Hey folks, real quick, I want to tell you about a need to have product for your home. The Auto Fire Guard, or better known as AFG Fireball. This product performs better than a fire extinguisher or overhead sprinkler system. Ashton and I wish we had known about the Fireball prior to our house fire, but we sleep better now that we have one. Get yours today at QuoraDistribution.com. That's Q-U-O-R-A Distribution.com. And use code HELDTOGETHER at checkout for your discount. Again, that's HELDTOGETHER. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in our episode this week. We hope you subscribe and give us that five-star review. We would like to thank Alex Mannering for our artwork and Audio Jungle for our music. The podcast was done by Robert and me. We'll see you next week.